uh, the three cast members from The Color Purple, but their performance later on. So if you want to see it all happen live in studio, go onto the 702 Facebook page and uh, it's all there for you. So we're starting things a little bit early. Um, and Mukebo, you're with me. You're with me. You are feeling me. I'm feeling you. Mukebo Tulo has tweeted saying, I absolutely loved hashtag The Color Purple. Um, went to see it last night. So glad that I did. It was just sublime. So looking forward to listening to the conversation. So joining me in studio are some of the uh, cast members. It is a, a, a bigger cast, of course, and not everybody could be here. But when you think of The Color Purple, this incredible journey, a, pa- a journey of passion, a very inspiring journey of a family saga, when you look at the story of um, Celie and uh, her sister Nettie, uh, it is unforgettable. It is unforgettable because she is this woman who, through love, finds the strength to triumph over adversity and discover the, uh, her own unique voice in the world. And it's set during a time, of course, when um, women were downtrodden, when the African-American community were downtrodden. It is about sisterhood, women being there for each other, being a source of refuge for each other and as a source of inspiration for each other. I was just telling the cast members that uh, we went as a group with my girlfriends and uh, a couple other guys. Um, but there were all these high fives going on and woo! Yeah, you know, when, when uh, critical moments were happening on stage. Um, but it is sublime. There are all these underlying powerful themes that we'll be exploring in the course of the conversation. But the incomparable Pulitzer Prize winning Alice Walker wrote this piece in 1982. Uh, but it said, so there she is in 1982. And she, uh, of course, imagines and goes back to write about life between 1909 and 1949. And it is now, in 2018, being performed in South Africa. We are the only country to have this performance happen, because so far it's only happened in the UK and uh, the US. So it is an incredible privilege. So with that, we say good afternoon to Didinke. Hello, 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 <laughs> listeners of 702. And thank you for having me, Asanya. <laughs> <laughs> for a moment there, I thought we were doing the Sealy accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could, we could if you want. <laughs> And then it quickly disintegrated. <laughs> and then Sebe Lotlela. Good hey, afternoon. Hey, how are the you? Gap Crew. Do you know what Love I mean? Love the Gap Gap. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, finally, Gogo. So goes a kid. Laratum Velas. Hello. Playing the part of Shug Avery. Yes, hey. You know, Shug. Hi, <laughs> Shug. She's one of those. She's one of those yeah, characters. Very special one. Guys, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start. There's just so much to interrogate about yourselves as performers, but also about this particular piece. Surely you know, surely you know that you are part of something special right now. Oh, of course. Mm. I mean, you feel it every night. Um, When you get on the stage, you tell such a powerful story and then you can just hear the audience's engagement, presence, the audience following you through and through the story. You hear the, yes, girl. You hear, go, sister. You hear, ah, man. You hear, no, don't give him a chance, whatever, you know. And, 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 and it's, it's, that's how you know that, um, people are captivated mm. and, um, intrigued by the story. Mm. Um, and also, you know, in the end, when you have the, the ovations and, and the people giving you their, their love and showing you how much they've, they followed the story and just really uh, appreciated, you know, what we, what we give them on the stage right. and, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can feel, fr- yeah, night after night. Mm. So that's how you can tell that it's special and that people um, are really resonating with um, Alice Walker's, you know, intention when she wrote The Color Purple. Right. And just working with um, Janice Honeyman. I mean, Janice Honeyman has worked on productions from classics to comedy to roms to dramas uh, to all sorts of contemporary pieces that have been staged on the west end and in broadway what was that like and she comes with a wealth of experience um i got to work with um with janice whilst doing the pantomime last year and she's very strict she's a strict mama like even for the color purple <laughs> we were told like prior get to rehearsal having learned your lines having learned your music knowing what this is about but um in the end she softens you know and because she she also like gets herself in there because she understands the process and mm. um we all it was so amazing um um the first two days of rehearsal we just sat and we we dissected the material and that's that's what she wanted she wanted everyone to be engaged and to have a discussion about this thing because it's not just a musical that you just place on the floor mm. and there it is it has to work no we all had to be there and have and dissect every scene every line everything finding out what character what what it was about what what your character needs where it's going you know so it was it was amazing to to work with someone that allows us to have a conversation about the piece so which line for you just listening to you now i'm wondering because <laughs> the the dialogue is very rich mm. you know of course it was adapted from um, uh, the book and um, for for theatre purposes, but the dialogue is incredibly rich. Yes. So, is there a line that's haunted you, that's lingered with you, even in how you guys dissected and unpacked it? I wouldn't say it's 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 haunted me. Yeah. It's just one that I resonate with, um, and she pointed it out um, in the beginning. Um, myself and Celie um, sing the lines: "Gonna be alright, gonna be alright." Um, and that's that's the whole um, message of the entire show mm. that no matter what it is that you go through in life at the end of the day everything is going to be alright wow wow and let's look at the question of accents <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Amma accent <laughs> because I watched um, A Raisin in the Sun by Lorraine Hansberry and it's based on that poem by uh, uh, Langston Hughes mm about Harlem and I didn't enjoy it because of this accent issue you know having to do the production in an American accent mm. and so I came into this prepared like yes maybe you'll be disappointed um and it'll it'll get lost at certain moments you know yeah. with certain characters so brace yourself and of course it's just part and parcel of uh, the nature of this production being an American one and being done on South Africa with South African actors. Um, so how challenging was that? And Lerato, I know you, I read somewhere that you can do a variety of accents, that you're comfortable <laughs> doing different accents. I but when I was you younger, I was a lot more confident. I know. The older I get. The older I get. What <laughs> 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 <Or> changed? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's because, you know, I'm so rich into my own accent and yeah. my own language that I, 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 I feel like I struggled, you know, in, in, in terms of getting the Southern accent because we use, we're strong on our jaws. 
and mm. you know f- you know speaking the way that I do for so many years and now all of a sudden I have to soften my jaw okay. and use more vowels you know in- instead of consonants it's 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 so technical that you know when we're playing around in, with an american accent you don't know that you you're actually not speaking the right the right way the mm. the, the right southern or american accent mm. so i thought i was fine all these years i was like ah Southern <laughs> American, what give it all that? to me. What is that? I can do all of that. But then, when you get on the floor and you realize the technicality of speaking in a, in a language, you firstly, it's not yours. Mm. You know, a lot of times we found ourselves correcting the, the English. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's it's temptation to yeah. you know, it's going to be or no, it's, it's going to it's going to be all right. right. <laughs> now you, you have to say it's going to be all right. You know, and and and, and some some grammar was was wrong, but that's be, that's because they were not learned people. So you had to understand that you can't fix. The, the language because then otherwise you lose the texture of of the of of the of the production mm. so for me it was it was really a struggle which w- was pleasantly received from my end because as a performer you always want to be challenged you know you mm. want something that can help you discover mm. new things about yeah. yourself i discovered new things about myself that i'm actually an actress that you can stretch so much more yeah. you know yes. next thing i'll be doing jamaican baby give this is the energy. This is the energy that you find in this production. It's like such a close-knit group. In fact, on Sunday, stumbled upon uh, the cast members having a lovely, what was it, early dinner? Early, early dinner. dinner yeah. It was an early dinner at the yeah. wine bar in Villa Gazi. And it was great oh, to see yeah. this long table. Yeah. <laughs> but this long table, so the camaraderie and and what, what you share uh, off the stage mm. is very, it translates very well on the stage. Yeah, it translates I, really well. I mean, I remember, because this is my, you know, big theater debut. And I remember walking into the rehearsal space so nervous because you know i'm a i'm a young new actor and i i remember how welcoming and incredibly warm and supportive um people were the whole entire cast was in terms of welcoming mm. myself and inc- including everyone else and i think it was that energy that we just started off with um in the process uh, and I, I think we're just also very fortunate to have like a team of artists who just get the story and get the intention, the reasons why we're here mm-hmm. and just want to be um, such a solid crew together enough to 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 give a good show, mm-hmm. you know, and we all just give from our hearts. Like yeah. we get on that stage and we, and we're so vulnerable. We, we expose our inner wounds, our, 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 you know, our inner workings. Mm-hmm. And, and we put ourselves on a platform so large. And, and I think it's, it's wonderful as a young actor like myself to step into such a support system. Right. And, you know, for production as big yeah. as this. So let's talk about that. You're from Clackstorp. You came to Joburg, what, seven years ago? Yeah. Matlosana. Kitswa Matlosana, yes. <laughs> Northwesty. So a small town girl with big dreams coming mm-hmm. to Joburg. I know, yes. And um, definitely coming into Joburg, you know, I had to expand my perception of myself and of the world around me because I did, I won't lie, you know, a lot of like, Clexdopians were kind of like no, but I, you know, we're we're a relatively, you know, kind of largish town, but <laughs> let's not lie, we do have the small town mentality that dogs us down. 
So when I came into Johannesburg, um, I, I definitely grew a lot in terms of my perception of just how the world works and how the industry works and what kind of artist I want to be, how, mm-hmm. what I, what kind of work I want to create that mm-hmm. is impactful and just, um, thinking about who I am, identity issues, crises, all of those things that everyone goes through yeah. at some stage of their lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, Sebe, where did you grow up? What did the love of theater first bite? I grew up in Zamdela, Sasselberg. Okay. Um, I started dancing in a community center called Zapek. Um, I think I was like 10 years old. And when I got to matric, I said, Mom, look, I don't want to do anything else. I know I sort of like have a voice. I don't know how to act, but I can dance. So I've heard of this thing called musical theater. Let's go try and do that. So I went and studied at um, Tony University of Technology. Yes, and yes, and I got my diploma in musical theater. So for you, it came in through music. It came from the dancing. From the dancing, yes. right? Yeah. It came yeah. from the dancing, and I was like, I've got this thing. And mom, I sang in choir at school, and I can hit a note. I just want to go study this thing. I'm not looking back. And fortunately for me, my mom was just very supportive of me. And I went and studied. Your and voice is more I than have, just maybe, who yeah. knows, maybe I can a couple Way of notes. Your voice. Jeez. I mean, the voices in this production. In fact, um, King's Boo says, saw the color purple last night. It's a moving performance. It's a multi-layered, powerful story. And it's so relatable. The cast is absolutely brilliant. P.S. The Gossip Girls are life. Yeah. Yes, the trio. They're not here to Today, but also uh, it just speaks to the powerful voices that um, uh, the, the the crew or the uh, that that were found for this production. I mean that that's the part that also astounded me. But Lerato, you you have cut your teeth in a number of productions. I mean, loved you in King Kong. Uh, if we look at all the productions you've done, you you have great experience in television and stage. Mm-hmm. So the singing thing for you as well um, was always there. Yeah. Always been there. You used um, to sing at Crash? I used to say at Crash. Mm. And, you know, I used to tell people, I'm actually a better singer than I am an actress. But it was so hard for them to believe it because they're like, no, there's no way you're a better singer. I mean, we've never heard you sing. And I'm like, I just haven't found, my time hasn't come yet. Yeah. I, I was waiting for the right time for me to share this part of me with, mm. with, with the country, with the world. And, you know, it, it came a lot later than I, I, I thought it would. You know, but it's the perfect time for me. Yeah, yeah. And there was a moment where you had a record deal or thinking of record. Did you record? Yes, I recorded last year, actually, (sighs) was when I decided, you know what, I'm actually going to do this. So I released my single. Which you can find online. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's the route I'm, 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 I'm going for now. Um, and, and you know, with us artists, because we, we're not, we're not driven by just, I can sing. So I'm going to start singing or I can act. I'm going to start. There's a moment that has to, something has to click. Mm. You know, that light has to, has to switch on. And with my music, it's that I was waiting for the light to switch on. And, and last year was when that light went on and I was like, now is my time. Yeah. And color purple came, King Kong came. And a lot more is still coming. Of yes. course, of course, of course. You know, um, you matriculated from Sacred Heart. Yeah. I went to Sacred Heart as well for a period. Yeah. And um, my aunt was actually one of the administrators in the office. Oh Mama my Martha, word. Ah. And she had wonderful things to say about you. I used to like, have conversations with her. Yes. Oh my God. She had such incredible things to say about you. Oh, your perseverance, man. your determination. Yeah. 
because there was a lot happening in your in family life, life and here mm-hmm. you were just wanting access to this education yeah. at this fantastic school yeah. and some of the lengths that you went through that you went to to acquire that education yes i had to i had to literally fight for me to get it. I, all my life I had, I had to fight. To fight. <laughs> <laughs> I had to fight to get my education. And you know, in my entire family, they'll tell you, I, if, if you want to talk about education, you go to that woman. And my nieces, my nephews all know, before you can have a conversation with me, let's start with school. Mm. Because I know what it's done for me. You know, mm. God, I'm feeling emotional. <laughs> oh, oh <God>. man. <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah, for, for me, I, I had to fight for me to, to get that education because I don't know where I would have been if I didn't fight. Mm. You know, mm. I, I probably would have been in the township, pregnant, drugged up. I don't know. But I, I, I had to fight. And it was nice to have some, someone like my mother. I mean, I used to go to her during lunch when I didn't have food. And I would sit there and she'd give me food and we'd have conversation and she'd tell me it's going to be okay, you know. Mm. And, and it was just, it's, it's that thing that I, I, I knew that there's women at school that I can go to and talk to. And she was one of those women. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, and that was your aunt. Aunt. Wow. Wow. is just, a, she's a special wow. person. She, when you look at uh, the late Eric Mulubi as well, just yes. what they've managed to do with Gahiso Trust and, and uh, what they've done, the contribution to this country. Um, so I'm re- very glad. Because here you are now. Yes. Uh, so fellow Vitsi with you, didn't they? So yes, Seve, you went yes. to TUT, you, yes, you so went to Vitsi, <laughs> got your honours in uh, what, the dramatic in arts? In drama, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, so um, they're just discovering. So it's impo- you guys seem to be exploring different facets of who you are. You know, the different talents that you are. And at least you are in an industry that allows you to do that. So this debut... You, this is a huge debut on stage. It is. It really How is. How did it come about? I mean... Because <laughs> so, you were on television. Yeah. And I'm predominantly mostly doing film and television. Mm. Um, so, basically, I was uh, shooting for an SABC2 drama called Mamello. And uh, we were doing the second and third season. And it was in 2016. And the cast had already, you know, the ensemble had already been uh, cast. And they had already been announced. And they were looking for... No, 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 no. Actually, um, this was the stage when uh, it was still in Pretoria. And I was kind of like rehearsing in the green room. If I wasn't on uh, on set and mm-hmm. preparing to get into, you know... Um, the set location and to shoot, I would be in the green room singing, 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 hoping to, you know, kind of like prepare, find some time to prepare. And then it, it came about that, um, I couldn't leave set to go to the auditions. And then I thought, okay, I'll, I'll let this go. Thanks. I'll let this one go. It's not for me. And then, uh, they announced the ensemble and I thought, okay, lovely. I can't wait to see the show. And then, the year late, a year later, just a couple of months later, actually, mm. um, I get a message, a WhatsApp message from my bestie, Catrice. And she's like, oh, my gosh, they're still looking for a Seely wow. and a Sugavery and um, a Mister and a couple of other characters. I think also Harpo. Mm-hmm. And she was like, go. You were rehearsing for this on set. You need to go. Like, you need to give it a bash. So I did. I went. Um, and I remember the preparation process was 
I went to a secondhand shop, right? <laughs> Because uh, the film was my my main reference, and I didn't look like Whoopi Goldberg, right? And she was the only character. Well, Celie was the only character that I I saw that I could kind of like audition for. So I went to a secondhand shop in Marvel, <laughs> and I found this. It's it's so crazy. Uh, this dress is white with blue flowers on it, uh-huh. and in the show, uh, when I sing Celie's Turning Point Number, I'm here. It's a white dress. <laughs> With blue flowers <laughs> on it, <laughs> and I thought this is the universe. Anyway, uh. so back then I get the dress, and then I I, I get to uh, the Joburg Theater, and oh yeah, no, first I went to my acting coach Stephen Feinstein mm-hmm. and Ziza Muftik to sort of prepare and just uh, go through the songs, go through the script, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. really sink my teeth into it and try to do it as authentically as possible. And then I go, I get there, I, I do my best. I remember even bawling my eyes and crying <laughs> in the audition room because I was just so overwhelmed yeah. uh, by the opportunity to just audition. And, and you know, sometimes as an actor, you're kind of like, the, the mistake sometimes we make is we go into the audition room thinking, If I don't get this one, we we go there so all or nothing in our mentality. Instead, we should actually approach the audition space with just, hey, this is an opportunity for me to perform. Mm -hmm. So and enjoy it. it. Just get in there and and, enjoy it. Yeah, just get in there and 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 forget what they've done. Exactly. (laughs) So that was the process that I, I I decided to have. And to embody, and then I got a call back, and then I got another call back, <laughs> and then another one, and then hey, I got the call until the I decision was made. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yes, right. <laughs> so, um, but Seba, you've been in musicals before. Yes. You talked about the pantomime you did with Janice Hanneman, and that's where you mostly cut your teeth in all of these different musicals like Dirty Dancing, um, uh, Disney's Jungle Book, um, and you've been touring, went abroad and all of that. That's a great way to start any career. But you know, the thing is with musicals, right? In my, I still have a thing, you know, mm-hmm. against or about musicals because... It's that it, it's things that it doesn't happen in real life. And yes. I know it's escapism, that it's performance. It's theater. Yes. You know, your friends don't just break out and sing <laughs> or dance in song in the moment yes. of crisis. Yes. Or in a moment. So for me, it's always like this thing that I always have to adjust mm. to, mm. you know. So mm. this genre, this this format particularly, why do you love it so much? I struggled at first. Remember I said, I just said, mom, I know how to dance. Yeah. I know how to yeah. sing. And I don't know this acting, but we'll figure it out when we get to... And then the first two years, I I honestly struggled because I was like, what is this thing? Mm. And why do they sing like that? Because I thought, you know, we sing like we do it in, in, in church, like it's gospel music. But it wasn't. Yeah. Um, so I had to learn how to sing like that. I had to go for singing lessons. I had to go for acting lessons. Um, I enjoyed because it's fun. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's 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 a form of like escapism like for me i get onto the stage and i make someone else happy i make someone else forget Mm. but for me the color purple has been one of the shows that i've really really wanted to be a part of and i never really thought it it would ever come to south africa to south africa um Mm. and Mm. in the color purple there's no dancing like you you don't watch it and go oh they're about to dance or oh they're about to it's it's very truthful the story is driven by the music Mm. and you, you don't feel like why are they singing now? Yeah, <laughs> you, it's interwoven. You, so you just you just buy it, mm. and that's what it is. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I don't want to do musical theatre for too long, though. I, I, I do also now want to start branching out into TV and um, experiencing a different side of me yeah. as well. Yeah. Yes, because musical theatre is very big. Um, the it dancing is. is very big. Yeah. Everything is very big. Mm-hmm. And even going to auditions, TV auditions, they're like, okay, you need to bring it down. We're here. <laughs> the, camera, the camera's here. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been doing it for so long that now I, I have to like relearn how to bring everything down. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, theater is my first love. Mm-hmm. I'll always love theater. That's yes. where I grew up. That's where I started. Um, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Sandra, Sandra Quares on Twitter says, uh, artists that studied musical theater, um, and it's paying off. I'm incredibly proud of these artists. Um, it's paying off even though parents like myself had doubts. The future of the arts are looking pretty good listening to them. I encourage the corporates to invest in young talent. Absolutely. I mean, we can't help but, uh, um, keep encouraging and saying support the arts. And that's why I loved walking into the, the Mandela Theater at Joburg Theater to see that literally every single seat had someone in it. There's nothing more discouraging than walking into a theater and seeing all of these empty patches. You know, you wonder why don't people realize the the wonders of this experience? How can we continue our conversation with three of the cast members from The Color Purple? And this afternoon we're joined by Leratom Velase, Sebele Otlela, as well as Didintle Kuno. We are going to get into the performances in a short while. We've selected songs from um, the song list from the production and because of a limitation of the cast members that are here these are specific songs that are uh, involve the cast members that are joining us today so surely we're not going to be able to do all of them that involve the ensemble um just lovely messages coming in uh one from uh, celeste Botts says um, the color purple is the best musical I have ever seen. Well done, she says. Uh, And a couple of people also saying, oh, great listening because I'll be catching it. Rabina says, catching the final show this Sunday. Um, And um, Sean Lukele says, seeing the color purple tonight. Thanks for the interview. It's making me excited. (laughs) Uh, Lizzie just says, so behind. Tonight, I'll be watching the color purple. And then tomorrow, the Black Panther. But anyway, like the color purple. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's great excitement. But the beauty of the story that Alice Walker gets so right is how she tells the story of women in during that particular period. I'm even getting goosebumps just thinking of how women provide a refuge for each other, how they inspire one another, how they um, uh, walk this journey together. What was, let's just talk about that for a moment. Is that what also grabbed you and what you wanted to ensure comes through in a palpable sense? The sisterhood. Um, for me, I'm all about that. Mm. You know, um, and I feel like a lot of black women are going through that. Where we, for, for a first time in a long time, we recognize ourselves for who we really are. Mm. We are taking ownership of the power that we have, the beauty that we have, the the mind power that we have and um, we are now starting to recognize each other you know for who we truly are as women you know and um, you know you 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 sense it in a room where there's black women in one room where each and every woman in that room says this is who I am but that doesn't take anything away from who you are mm. in fact I'm going to take your hand and we're going to walk in this together, you know, and that's what the color purple is about. You know, playing the character of Shug for me is I resonate with that character because that's where I'm at, Mm. you know, and I I feel like, you know, like Didi was saying when she bought that dress with a with the with white and, and blue 
flowers. That was, that's the universe talking. Mm. And with me, this character, the universe had to bring it to me because that's where I'm at, yeah. where I'm taking ownership. I'm like, I'm going to walk into this room and guess what? I'm going to take what's mine. Yeah. I'm not gonna forget be what everybody else thinks. Forget what everybody else thinks. Forget what everybody else wants. I'm going to come into this room and I'm going to say, this is who I am, Mr. Avery. But it's not going to be just me alone. I'm yeah. going to bring Celia with me mm. and uh, Sophia with me mm. and Natty with me and mm. all the other women in the small community. And that's the beauty about where we are as black people. You know, mm. even black men are at a stage now where they're reflecting on themselves and going, what are we doing, you know, as men to empower women? What are we doing to celebrate these beautiful goddesses that are yes. around us, you know? And Black Panther is doing that for all of us as well. <laughs> it's just, there's just a great universal black spirit all around and you know I it's encourage catching fire. it's catching mm. fire and all black people are, are taking so much pride in who we are mm. and the color purple couldn't have come at a better time, better time. Mm. this is Absolutely. a great it's a great time for black peeps and I think it was great that we saw these different types of women you know Suge Avery she's been around she lives her life on the edge mm. um, she's unapologetic about her choices mm. um, so there's that woman and then there's the Sophia who's like no man is going to tell yes. me anything yes. 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 you put a hand on me I will put a hand on you. <laughs> you know, and then you have um, Nitsi's character. Yes, you know she is. She represents. A, 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 she's almost like an. Un, unstained in a way. Mm. I don't know if I, if, if that makes like sense. Very, you know those girls who are just incredibly ambitious. Yes. And know what they want. Yes. Yeah. From the get go. Yeah. Mm. That's that's who Nettie is. Mm. She says, "I'm going to be a teacher." And already she was a teenager, and she mm. said to her, "No, I'm going to be a, a school teacher." Mm. Yeah. And 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 she goes and she she goes to Africa and she still becomes a, a school teacher. Mm. I don't know if that's the universe or it what, is. but <laughs> <laughs> yes, she 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 said it. I'm mm. going to be a school teacher i want to learn i want to teach people i want to do this and that's exactly what she gets and i admire people like that mm. you know because sometimes we set goals and you know life does not allow us to 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 be who we thought we wanted to be mm. um but yeah she, she and she's on it from day one yes yeah she just yeah. knows it and she does it and even if even though mr uh was saying uh wanted her yes you know and trying to then um uh, have her be this say that that type of woman that is whose life is circulates or revolves around a man yeah subservient and down she just rejected that and Mm. went ahead and and did what she did Mm. you know and in such a huge way serving Celie's story helping to heal Celie because that's how i saw the sisters Mm. the sisters were a source of of healing for Mm. for one another Mm. and also uh Mm. character there was a lot of healing that they were able to bring to each other but getting into that role this Seely becoming Seely. Mm. How how what was that process becoming her? The process of embodying Seely involved, well, having to dissect her belief system, Mm-mm. and and then trying to see the association with a belief system that I currently have or may have had before, and I was surprised by how incredibly related. Um, Celie's belief system was to one that I used to have mm-hmm. and one that many women have actually a lot of women go through uh, because of patriarchy or because of capitalism or other systems that just really silence a woman's voice mm-hmm. in society and tells or conditions us women into thinking that the male voice mm-hmm. is the dominant voice mm-hmm. even in our families 
you know, when we when we're having dialogues about what is supposed to be the way forward in 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 you know family negotiations or what, we're always looking at the male mm. voice, you know, and. Uh, what that does is that it silences our voices and Seeley's belief system was that of a low self-esteem. Yeah. That of one where a woman who honestly thought that like her voice didn't matter in mm-hmm. society and she did not understand her purpose and her capacity as a human being and how she could use her talents and her gifts and her skill set and her life experience to contribute to her community. But even in spite of the abuse, Mm. in spite of being silenced, she did it with such grace. She does it with such grace and resilience. Mm. So I think um, one thing I resonated with Celie with uh, was the resilience that I had to, uh, you know, grow into to overcome the adversities, the personal adversities in my life that I had to go through mm. and that I still go through. And that is that was the whole process of finding Seely. Um And it made me realize that actually, even if the story was based in the 1930s, women today still go through the same experiences mm. and uh, what we really need to do is just find our authentic voices tap mm-hmm. into them trust in ourselves and 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 exercise the muscle of of expressing our voices absolutely mm. so we're setting up now and we are going to have our performances after this. So we've mm. talked about this piece. We've talked about The Color Purple. Uh, it is a musical. Uh, it is a musical. So we can't do justice to this conversation without experiencing the music that was so skillfully written um, by people like Brenda Russell, amongst others. 